probably should be hearing me now. I had to my phone apparently. Let me know if you can hear me. Give me a five by five if you can hear me. I don't want to get started and find out I've talked to myself. and gratitude. Thank you very much for that. So if you hear me, everybody else hears me. So you ever get the feeling that there's an enemy trying to keep you from doing what you want to do and what you know is right? That's what it feels like this weekend. (laughs) Somebody was supposed to uh, hear this today and Somebody just doesn't want you to hear it. But no weapon phone shall prosper. So anyway, obviously, just a quick update, because I know some of you are concerned, and I really appreciate that. Uh, My daughter, who resides in another state, uh, was an unfortunate victim of a car accident yesterday, but not with her in the car. So uh, at first, when we got the heads up that she had an accident in the car, our first assumption was she was the driver, but she lent her car to another family member who is not injured either. And the other person that was in the accident didn't get her either. Praise God. But you know, being a dad, you, you're, you're jerked out of gear right away and you're thinking the worst case. So, uh, but thankfully uh, not, nothing like that happened. The car is absolutely totaled. And I spent yesterday trying to find a replacement vehicle for her. And I tweeted mentioning that. So, I'm not sure if you all have been out looking for vehicles or in the market for vehicles, but uh, predominantly none of the car lots have anything worth owning. Anything new is already purchased, and when it gets there, it's already you know, owned by someone else. A lot of used vehicles overpriced, selling for more than what I paid for when they were new. For instance, I recently traded in my Supra because I couldn't get any oil for it. I owned it for almost a year and couldn't get an oil change. We didn't have the oil. So I traded it and got my wife a Rubicon Jeep. And I traded in my white, I'm sorry, my Highlander Limited because I forgot the moonroof was open and it rained in it. <laughs> oh, man, that was a bad mistake. But nonetheless, they gave me literally $3,000 less than I paid for it when I bought a brand new. So I got... That traded in, I bought a brand new 2022 Highlander Platinum. And I'm giving that to my daughter, and I ordered one just like it. So mine comes in in two weeks. So that's what she's getting. So it's only got like 300 miles on it. But anyway, I know none of you care about all that. But uh, these, I guess, meetings, these discussions, these spaces, they call it on Twitter. These are, I guess, like the chit-chat sessions that none of you really want to listen to in the videos. So it gives me a wonderful outlet. It's more satisfying, I guess, than just posting on my community tab. And I guess it's a little bit interactive, too, because you're riding with me shotgun. 
So I can't guarantee where I'm going to be driving. It's going to give you a good signal. So if it does break in and out, I apologize. Uh, it is free, so there's the refund. So the market this past week, a lot of you had some real-world experience, which is great because sometimes even go ICT and his tools and his expectations, we might have the right idea, we might have the right target, we might have the direction. And it simply says, you're not allowed and runs away without us. So uh, if you look at the daily chart, I knew there was heavy news coming out with the jobless claims on Thursday at 8.30 New York time and on Friday with the CPI number. But what I wanted to see was a little bit of a Judas swing on the upside, like make an attempt to run higher, take some buys on liquidity. As I mentioned on Friday morning, I was interested in seeing 40.30 swept. That means run that buy side and then continue going lower. And Sitting with my son, when we were watching the one-minute chart, I said, watch how it takes the 4022 level, and it might expand at 830 up to 4030. And his reaction, I tweeted, I said, you know, he was like, whoa, is that real? Like, he thought TradingView glitched. <laughs> it's like, no, that's what it's like sometimes when there's a fast market. It's, ex it's basically exhilarating, and sometimes it's very surprising to see it happen, and especially if you're new. And, you, and you've been watching for weeks, you know, the market move around in these really small ranges and choppy. Then you get that one big explosive one directional move. And there's no way, absolutely no way anybody can capitalize on that move. Unless you got in early and you gambled, which those types of reports, you know, it's better to wait for a run against the direction you want it to be going in. In other words, like we wanted to be short. We wanted to go short in the market looking for lower prices. And it didn't offer it. Like right from 8.30, they repriced right away. So I know some of you are saying that the market makers are watching my Twitter. You know, I'm, I'm sure they probably are. You know, they're probably subscribers to me and they're probably following me along right now. And yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious, obviously. But um, sometimes I get it wrong, folks. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm not absolutely dialed in all the time. I make mistakes. I miss moves. And I kind of like want to talk a little bit about that today because some of you have shown your frustration because you knew, just like I have, that we were looking for this run lower, but we couldn't get on board. And it's very frustrating if you're a new student, you think like that was the only move you were ever going to see in the market. That was the only trade that was ever going to pan out profitably. And you missed the only one. You missed the only one. How dare you? <laughs> That's what it feels like when you're new. Like there's no other time you're going to be dialed in, no other time when you're on the right side of the marketplace and you miss it. And your infancy as a trader, as an analyst, will feel like that was it. Like you failed now. There's never going to be another opportunity like that again. And that's one of the reasons why I tell everyone, if you're going to train with me, at least at the very minimum, subscribe to the idea that you have to see a full year. Because you'll see a calendar year, you'll see all of the seasonal tendency in you'll see there's times when the market goes into consolidations and it's really difficult to do anything and other times where it's this it's just sweet it really really is easy going and just take it right off the mind 
but there's other times when you're going to be correct in your analysis. You're going to be absolutely right with what it's going to do and where it goes and how fast it'll move, all those things. But it won't let you get on board. And those missed opportunities, those trades that didn't materialize because there there was no trade in any of the things that I teach at 830 on Friday. It just simply ran away. Now, you're left with a choice. You're left with the choice of being frustrated and beating yourself up and spending the entire weekend and going into this new week angry. Angry that you missed it. Angry that you have blown that one opportunity, that one week of trading that moved so much. Huge range on Thursday. And you somehow are equating that to the only moves that you're ever going to see in these markets. And that I want to address because that is the incorrect perception. And I didn't have anyone to correct me when I thought that same thing in the 90s, when I saw something for me and I expected it to be a big blow up move. And I had every intention of being a part of it. I'm going to talk a little bit about how I first started trading and how I was trading, driving around in a truck doing a vending route because I got a lot of questions about that. So I'll talk a little bit about that today. The frustration of not being a participant on the move, that's normal. I want to remind you that you're going to miss a whole lot more moves if you plan on doing this the rest of your life. If you're trying to make this a career and not a field trip to the casino, because that's unfortunately what ends up happening with new traders, new students, new speculators. They come in. And they're already afraid. They're afraid to lose money. They're afraid to get it wrong. They're afraid to do something that doesn't feel comfortable when that's what trading is. So you have to warm up to the idea that you are embracing uncertainty. That's what you're doing. You are embracing uncertainty and you're becoming a professional loser. You're managing every losing trade that begins because you're underneath all the costs, any commissions, any spread. You are starting every single trade in a losing position, you have to trade your way out of it. But it's easy when you have nobody to tell you in the beginning that lose is part of it and don't be yourself up about it. You should take away from last week that the market did in fact move as we were expecting. The market did not present an opportunity for you to actually engage it. So did you really miss a trade? No, I didn't miss a trade. I missed a move. I missed the phenomenal move. <laughs> but I've missed a lot of moves over the last 30 years. It doesn't bother me. In the beginning, it did. It hurt. It felt like I was never going to get the next one. Be patient, just like you probably are feeling right now. Hear that? <laughs> and you guys used to wonder, why is there always sirens going off on ICT did live streams? We're recording. I'm out here on the road and it's happening all the time. Five oh. That was an alien, it's not a fire truck this time. So you're probably thinking that, you know, I'm not gonna be able to find the next trade. Or what if I'm not gonna be dialed in like I was this time? You will be. And there'll be times when you won't be and things will happen too. There'll be moves that take place that you want going to be participating in. Either you're sleeping, you're away from the market, or you did it wrong. 
or like last week, it runs away without you. Think of it like this. Imagine your favorite artist, musician or whatever, a band, and they're on tour, okay? And you know you can't wait to see their concert when it gets to your area. You've been waiting all year. You've been you know, preparing and saving. You got your hair on fleek. You know, you're, you're ready just in case some honey's there wanting to see what you look like when you're listening to the music that you didn't play or produce. You know how it is. You get all these unrealistic expectations. So these expectations in the marketplace is the same way. Traders expect to be able to make every single trade. Every single trade is going to be a winner. But subconsciously, you feel that fear of being wrong. And then those fleeting instances where, hey, I'm right on the, on the mark. I, I can see it coming. I can actually see it. And it doesn't allow you to be a part of it, and you miss it. It feels like you miss concert. It feels like you miss the big event. Well, here's the, here's the storyline that you're not really paying attention to. That same musician, that band, that event that's on concert, tour, how many other times are they doing that somewhere else? So they're missed opportunities, aren't they? Are you grieving over that? Grieving over every London open setup? Are you grieving over every single New York micro retracement? Smallest little fluctuation? When you start looking at it like that, it becomes obvious that you're making something more than it really is because you're emotionally and psychologically committed to that one event, you've put all of your eggs in one basket, all the hope and success you've placed on this one incremental movement in the marketplace. And I know what that feels like. I know exactly what that feels like. And when you miss it, it feels like it's the end of the world because you're in a hurry and you're impatient. And more specifically, you're inexperienced. That's all this is. You're inexperienced. You have not gained enough experience and matured enough to know that these things repeat. Did the CPI number and the jobless claims report just happen to show up the very day that they were releasing at 8.30 in the morning New York local time? No. They were scheduled. Just like in the old days, if you were back in the 70s and 80s, I think maybe in the early 90s, the TV guide, you'd be in a grocery store and your mother or father would say, grab a copy to the TV guide so we can see what's on TV this week. What did you need that for? So you can go and thumb through and look ahead. Oh, yeah, my program's coming on at 8 o'clock on Thursday and I got to make sure I'm free to do that. You did everything you could. Your parents, your mother would do everything she could to get her house cleaning, her laundry or whatever she was doing done so she could watch days of our lives as the world turns general hospital <laughs> well that's the same thing you're going to do in the markets you're going to do a, a, a scheduling you're going to do a scheduling of what you expect to do at that specific time And once 
you have that in your schedule, those medium impact or high impact news events, that's what you're looking for. You're going through your economic calendar. What economic calendar do you use? You can use Econoday or you can use Forex Factory if you're going to be doing Forex. But there's a lot of events that I'm not really interested. I'm not interested in every single little report that comes out. You know, a low impact news driver, I'm not interested in. Medium impact, yes. High impact, absolutely. So high probability setups, things that I'm looking for, are going to have those similarities. They're going to have things that are repeating. And guess what? Every single month, these reports are expected at specific times and specific dates. And you can plan for them, just like that concert. Just like that event you're waiting for, that big game that you bought tickets to. Does your favorite team play in front of you every single day that, it, that they play live? No. You've missed those games. If they're not televised, what's that feel like? Growing up with my grandfather, he loses his mind if the Orioles were playing in the game that wasn't televised. So what was he doing? Fear of missing out. He missed something. Did everything come to a halt because he missed that game? No. Does your career end and or does your development end and come to a halt because you missed Thursday and Friday's movement? No. So you have to come to grips with, wow, you know, this is something that will repeat. And there's going to be times when the CPI number comes out and there isn't that big of a move. Because basically, this was a, an enormous reaction to that news release. And here's the thing. If you ask me what it said or what it was dealing with, I'll tell you to save my own life. I don't care what these reports say. I never care what the data is. I don't care what it is. I just know that there's going to be volatility. Did I need to know what that report said before we were looking for lower prices in the ES? No. So why would I even confer with it? I don't. I just expect volatility. Injections of volatility are scheduled with that economic calendar. What I'm waiting for and what I'm teaching you to understand is there's likely to be a manipulation as that report comes out. And if we have a bias, if we're looking for a specific direction of wise, like lower prices, if that's in fact what we're looking for, the best opportunity is to watch it go up first. And I'm not saying it's going to go up 50 handles, 30 handles. I gave you a specific level, 40, 30 because it was clean highs. It had consolidated for hours and hours overnight, both NASDAQ and the Eman S&P. So it was consolidating sideways. And to me, that's a wonderful opportunity. Every single time you put me in that same situation on Friday, I would have expected that same scenario. I would have never expected anything different. So am I upset? No. Because what I'm looking for is I want them to reprice higher, go after because it was consolidating after a down day on Thursday. Typically, not all the time, as you can see, typically they'll take the market higher to take the buy stops out on those that were trailed lower. I'm surprised they didn't go back up higher for it. 40-30 would have done it. And then I would have expected it to start trading lower. 
but it wasn't having any of that. It was in a hurry. Now, some of you might have the idea that I have entertained. <laughs> There's a lot of you following what I'm doing on Twitter. There's a lot of you, obviously, that don't necessarily follow what you're watching. And I know a lot of you are pushing a button that you should not be pushing. And you know what I'm talking about. So one of the things I said to my product in a recent commentary is that I am interested to see what effects I have by saying what I say and how the market reacts. Because here's what I want you to know. On internet chat relay, uh, there was a chat room that I hosted. I had a thousand members in it. And I would talk about the S&P real time. And I would call what I thought the market was going to move to. I would never really share my stop, but say where I thought it was going to go to. And as soon as I did that, there would be a flurry movement towards that level. Now, I like to think that these markets are going to move, obviously, on their own basis, not by what I'm going to say. So please don't think for a moment that I'm standing here and trying to take credit for moving the entire S&P. That's not what I'm suggesting here. But if I'm teaching you that the market will seek liquidity, and it does, and I'm teaching you that the market will manipulate before the better run, in words, if it's going to be bearish for the day, it's going to give you that little trick move, that red herring, that broken wing that the mother robin does so the predator runs away chasing her. It's easy fledgling, that fake little move, that Judas swing. That's what I'm teaching you to look for because that's a repeating signature. I will miss those types of moves on Friday every single time. Don't think for a minute I have some secret weapon, some secret little algorithmic trick of my sleeve that I would have been able to participate in that move because there is nothing I have that could have been putting me in that trade. Nothing. And it moved so fast, it gave no opportunity to rejoin it. I wanted to see some kind of a retracement and it didn't offer me much. That's why I said, I'm not touching the afternoon and I'm glad I didn't. But if I'm teaching you these things and you've already seen enough effort, the idea that there is some validity to it, even if you don't understand it all yet, think about how many people would be listening. Listen to this, 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 it's like I'm um, <clears throat> it's like I'm televising a, an episode of Cops all the time. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> the idea is that if I'm telling everybody where I think the market's gonna go, that's one thing, okay. But if I come out and say, this is where I'm going to go in at, and this is where my stop loss is, okay. Everybody, right where you're at. Verbally, say it out loud. Where is everybody else going to put their stop loss after I post it in a tweet or say it in a live session like this? Where is their stop going to be? Right where mine is. <laughs> so it's not that ICT. They could, I guess. I mean, if you smack the shepherd, the flock will scatter, right? But if they see everybody pulling their order at the same spot, Say there's 200,000 people within earshot of what I'm saying about a market. 
and I say, this is where my stop loss is. And predominantly, most of you are going to do what? You're going to foolishly just go in and plunge and take the trade because I said I'm doing something or allude to it. You're going to do what? You're going to place your stop loss exactly like mine. Because if that's where I'm putting my stop, that's what you're going to do. Or maybe some of you would say, well, I want to make sure I'll just go one tick past his because that way it doesn't look like I was copying him. I'm making the market <laughs> and I know that there's some goober out there that thinks he's a hot shot. Oh, he's been trading for 30 years. Watch me smoke this boy's ass in front of everybody. I'm going to go right to where he said his stop is because I don't necessarily need to know how many people have their orders there. And then I'll run it. You won't get back into a trade after getting stopped out. But if he gives me an opportunity to and nothing's changed in the narrative, I'm going to get back in. But these markets book on the basis of fear and greed. Is it a stretch for you to believe something like that? Some of you would think, no way. No way. This guy thinks too much of himself. No, it has nothing to do with me. It's a numbers game, folks. Think about how many people. If 200,000 people, if just half of them, if one quarter of them do that, and they place their live order sitting there. That's liquidity. So it's important to understand that it's not necessary for you. If you put your signal on, I'll know. <laughs> it's not important for you to know what I'm doing, where my stop loss is. I want you to know where the market's likely to go. And you're seeing that. You're also seeing instances where you don't get to be a part of the move and you should be glad to know that I couldn't either. That's a result that is across the board the same. I didn't get some kind of secret entry technique. I didn't get on board with it. My private group didn't get on board with it. So what's the realistic way of looking at what took place on Thursday and Friday? You missed the move. Your model didn't speak to a low-risk entry, and there's nothing you can do about it. So it's reasonable for you to be upset that that move wasn't participated in by you. It's, no, it's unreasonable. That's toxic thinking. That's something that a losing trader will do their entire career. I have floor traders that actually were on the floor in Chicago. They're in, they're in my mentorship. And they literally understand more about the market now than they did when they were on the floor. And they had a hard time transitioning from being on the floor to electronic trading, like looking at a chart. To me, it's easier to see it. You can see to understand how the market would likely go for a specific targeted liquidity pool above or below the marketplace. If they know there's a, a lot of orders coming in for a specific price level, they can muscle that. They did it all the time. So it's, in my opinion, something that none of you should be wrestling with because if these markets are algorithmic, and everybody should know that by now, 
you might not subscribe. And you, how does the Pac-Man game, I mean, the maze runs through, how does he stay in that maze? Because it's limited, 